Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet Pet Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for episode 131. Hello. (laughs) Thank you also to our sponsors, Pet Sitters Associates, and our amazing patrons. We have a new patron this month. Alicia. Alicia, we are so grateful for your support. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, you can go to petsitterconfessional.com slash support. Our topic today is about ethical marketing. And I know that you wanted to add a caveat in here. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Because I think both you and I are pretty passionate about this. But um, the caveat right off the top of here is that this is totally 100% our opinion and how we choose to operate. So please, please do not hear this as judgy because as you've heard us say many, many times, you have to make the decisions you need to run your business the way you want to. We just wanted to throw this topic out there and talk about it since it's something we believe in and really honestly just want to get your feedback on it. So then why are we talking about this? Really, because we are tired of being tracked on the internet, and many clients are becoming increasingly wary of social media tracking as well. The ads that are seen on Facebook after they visit another website, I'm sure you've noticed that. It, it's, it's all over the place. So tell us about that. How are you followed around the internet? Well, websites typically embed Google and Facebook pixels into their sites that then allow you to be tracked wherever you go after that. Wherever you are in the internet space, they track you. And then when there is an ad spot on a website, it checks your tracking pixels to see where you've been. And then it offers up some suggestions. It's kind of creepy, Creepy. actually. (laughs) And um, I've also recently learned that many podcasts have started tracking listeners and their listening habits. We don't do that. And I actually want to get to that a little bit more in depth later. Um, but but that is something that is increasingly. And, and small businesses are actually able to take advantage of the systems as well. We've done it for both our pet sitting business and for the podcast in the very beginning. This is where you go in and you can promote a post or or run a direct ad on Facebook or Instagram or other sites as well. And you can do all those cool things where you check the demographics and reach that you want. And but but really how is Instagram or Facebook how are they able to get that kind of information that you're able to use so powerfully as a business? Well, they track their users. They use the data that users put into those websites and then are tracked across the websites. Sometimes without them fully understanding or knowing that they're being tracked at all. So it's really an amazing tool for businesses, but it's also is it really treating the client with the most respect? I mean, if you get annoyed as I do, <laughs> if you get annoyed that when you go on Amazon and let's say you look at Christmas lights and then you go into Facebook and all your ads are Christmas lights. Or you go into a blog article and you see that they have a Google ad space on the right-hand column and it's about Christmas lights. If that annoys you, then how do you square that with being a business owner and doing the same thing to clients? Right, because as I mentioned, it's so easy to go in and pick females between the age of 25 to 34 that live in Cincinnati, Ohio, and boom, you can target all of your ads directly at them for your services. We as business owners have to be okay with how that information 
has been acquired and how it's treating the customers. Why, why are we able to do this? Well, again, it's because Facebook and Google suck up all of that information about those individuals and put them into categories and buckets. And if you've never done this, if you've never gone into Facebook, into the settings and seen what they have predicted about you, whether you've liked a page or just how you interact with certain posts, they've built a profile of who they think you are, and they sell that information to advertisers. And now we we freely use the internet, right? We <laughs> we use it because our data is what's being sold. We freely download apps, even doing those quizzes that'll tell you which Harry Potter character you are. Those all harvest your data and track you. The only reason for this discussion that we're having is just to say that as a business owner, how do you want to acquire your clients? Part of the ethical marketing is do unto others. It's the golden rule. And if you don't like that, what do you need to do? If you are perfectly fine with them tracking your data and you think that's perfectly ethical, then that's your business. That is fine. It's like you do you, boo. (laughs) We are talking about thinking about the holistic approach of your company and all that you do. If you try to treat your customers ethically and morally when they are in your care, why shouldn't that extend to how you acquire them and bring them into your care? Social media companies have us convinced that there is no other way to get clients, but they really have a vested interest in keeping people using them and relying on their platforms. Uh, we've been harping here on Facebook and Instagram, and, and we can even throw LinkedIn here because they are the, the big players. We have to recognize that Google is a part of this too and actually sits above all of these because as as really it controls a lot of how traffic flows to and from these and smaller sites. We've all heard of Google Analytics. I know we have it for our website as well, but we don't have the AdSense that's on there that actually will do the tracking across websites because we personally don't want that data from anyone who visits any of our websites. We don't want it because we don't want that collected from us. You know, I don't think a particular website should be able to see your traffic history or predict where you're going into the future. And I can honestly say that I spend a vast majority of my time online using a VPN because I don't like being tracked by others. What is a VPN? It's a virtual private network that actually hides your location and the uh, exact unique identifier for your computer. So you don't get locked into the ad tracking. How would you get one of those? You can download it and they're they're free to, to get. Um, sometimes you pay for them, but you can download them. Uh, ExpressVPN is one of them. You can also get CloudVPN and a couple other resources. Well, this kind of sounds like woo-woo, like, okay, I'll <laughs> like, just, like Big Brother is always watching. <laughs> it, can, it can seem like that, absolutely. Um, but it, you can use a VPN for a lot of different reasons. And really, again, I like to use one just because I don't like being tracked by ads. It's not something that makes me feel good. And so you can use something like this to do that for you if, if you feel the same. Well, then how do you ethically market in a digital world? The key here is that it's not really a marketing strategy. It's more like a philosophy that really changes and influences how you go about marketing. It's it absolutely starts at being truthful about your product and your service, telling the truth. That's just absolutely fundamental to this. And Megan, you mentioned this earlier. It's the golden rule. 
treating others the way you want to be treated. And I love this quote. It says, in the context of marketing, ethics refers to the practice of promoting fairness, honesty, and empathy in all of our marketing activities. You get to define what you find ethical for your marketing, but generally it follows a set of principles. One is the common standard of truth will be observed in all forms of marketing communication. Personal ethics will guide the actions of marketing professionals. Advertising is set apart from entertainment and news, and the line is clear. Marketers will be transparent about who is paid to endorse their products. Consumers will be treated fairly. Consumer privacy will be respected and upheld at all times. Marketers will comply with standards and regulations set by professional organizations and the government. And ethics should be discussed in all marketing decisions in an open and honest way. And really for the discussion of this episode, we're really focusing in on the consumer privacy will be respected and upheld at all times. But as you can see, there's so much more to this. It could probably be a whole series of episodes if we wanted to dive into each one of those. But we try to treat our clients as ethically and morally sound as possible once they're in our care. So what about how we get them in our care? We're talking about ads and marketing, so did want to take a moment to talk about why we run the kind of ads the, that we do for the podcast. Really, it's because we control them. We read them or produce them in relationship with the sponsor. They're not dynamically inserted based on what your listening or browsing habits are. And we have relationships, again, like I said, with the actual sponsor and only provide download numbers and country of origin. Nothing about personal information. So here's one of our awesome sponsors who respects that decision. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetsitLLC.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and using the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off today. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetsitLLC.com. What can be really frustrating is that unethical marketing, more often than not, is much more effective and not necessarily illegal. So does this mean that we shouldn't target customers when we run ads? Well, I would say recognize that not relying on ads and social media is going to take a lot longer, as we've already talked about, than you anticipate. You likely won't see immediate gains right away in the form of likes, follows, client contacts, all that. There are a lot of ways to grow both your social media following and your business without tracking your customer. Focus on clients and potential clients not necessarily gaining more likes and follows. It is absolutely okay to have 100 likes on Facebook if those 100 people are local, very engaged, and are your actual clients. Right. So ethical marketing is a much longer process. It's not that you are going to get a 1,000 likes and shares because you put out a post about pet care or you choose to eschew social media entirely and do it all offline. There really is a happy medium to this of utilizing the tools but not to their full extent. So say, okay, you want to run an ad. Maybe only target your local geographic area. 
that's still sucking up their data, but it's less creepy than age demographics, what they like, where they go to eat, and run these really targeted, powerful Facebook and LinkedIn ads. Having a presence online and relying on social media are completely different things. You can still have a company website, a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Byte, MeWe, LinkedIn, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You can have all the things and you can post and you can be active with updates and blogging or or, podcasting or podcasting (laughs) for SEO purposes. And you can do all of that without exploiting the potential or existing clients' data and respecting their privacy. I really feel like we may be in the small percentage of of people and business owners here. Well, yeah, because that's it's the easiest thing to go into Facebook and click all your targeted people and there you go. And get results, get immediate results from that kind of interaction. Right. Well, but, and th- and that's what everybody talks about. All right. all the social media gurus, they're like you have to go into LinkedIn and and do this certain ad and you'll immediately get clients. Right. But what this discussion is coming from is this is we're trying to put ourselves from the consumer's perspective. As a consumer, I don't like being tracked. Again, as business owners, we're trying to square the circle here of being an ethical business owner as well as a concerned citizen. If you don't like being tracked, how can we turn around and install Facebook Pixel on our website? I can't answer that for you. That's your business. As we started this this episode with and as you have said megan you do you boot can i say that or is that only your your tagline that's kind of weird okay <laughs> okay so we'll leave that to megan so you <laughs> it's an extremely powerful tool that facebook social media all of those have given us and it's a huge amount of data and insights that that we get access to and a, a real tang- real quick tangent here uh, it's the same thing with podcasting. I mentioned this earlier. A lot of podcasts have started to do some really nasty things when it comes to tracking and what goes into the RSS feeds. Many have started placing tracking pixels into the actual album art of each episode so they can see how long you've listened, what you've been listening to afterwards, what you've skipped, how frequently you've skipped things, and whether you've clicked on any of the ads or not on the inside of that episode and where you go after that. That's unfortunately where a lot of this stuff is going. And it's unfortunate that many of us feel like we also have to go that way if we're going to be competitive and act like the big players. But if you don't believe that how they're acting is ethical, why would you go and then act like them? And so again, just so you know, for our podcast, we get the country of origin, what you listened on and that you've downloaded. We don't get anything else. Right. We can tell where somebody lives, what country somebody lives in. If they've listened or not, and again, that's just a simple download stat. And if a sponsor ever wanted to know more about that than than you, we would turn them down and we would not work with them. A lot of other podcast trackers can track the device you listen on, so it's not anonymous, and they do dynamic ad insertion. So ads you listen to every episode are different each time you download it based on who is paying for the ads and what they think is most appropriate for you. So they are trying to serve up better ads every time. Right. It gets real creepy here, um, but you could say the same thing about Instagram Insights. You know the age of your followers. You know what times they are most active on. And Facebook and Instagram readily provide this these analytics to us. 
And then we have to sit there and look at them and decide for ourselves, for our business, whether we want to use that data or not. Yeah, it's already being collected for you. So you have to figure out if you want to use that or not. So what do you do if you don't want to use some of the data that's readily available? There's this list, and you've actually probably heard of all of these before. So there's no real new thing under the sun here. And there's a, there's a reason for that. It's the fact that many of the same things that we try and do in an online format had their origins in person-to-person interactions and social settings and social contexts without all the tracking. So you can collaborate with others, both in your local area, with other businesses, and even with clients to get your name out there. You can host events virtually too. We can all do that now. Support charities, especially local ones, and partner with them so you get each other's name out there. Attend seminars, conferences, even online ones, especially this time of year, to reach people that aren't on social media. This is really, really important, is that even though we feel like social media is the be-all, end-all of where everybody is, there's still a big chunk of people who have decided that it's just not for them. So where are those people? How do you find them? Yeah, we were doing Christmas lights the other night and driving around this really nice neighborhood. And I was like, where are these people? Right. <laughs> How do I find them? What do I do? How do I target specific neighborhoods with people that may not be on Facebook? Or may not be on so any social media at all. There's no real way to go target the person with the really nice house. That, that, that's not, a, that's right. not something. <laughs> Uh, so you can sponsor events. I know our our city is doing a, a light show throughout one of the parks, and we, you had the option to sponsor one of the Christmas light displays that they had. An awesome thing to get your name out there and associate it with a really cool thing. You can do giveaways. Um, one thing I know that we really, really like is to reward referrals from existing clients. They've been with you a while, or or maybe they just you really, really like them. And so you want to give them something that they can then tell other people about and get some, get a kickback for it. You can also connect with local newspapers to write articles for them about pet care, about pet sitting, just about pets in general. You can go back to and do those good old-fashioned banners, brochures, physical newsletters that you hand out and you mail out to people who are on your mailing list. These probably don't sound as exciting as tracking and data acquisition, do they? They sound really old-fashioned, but they work. They were tried and true for a reason. They all are about relationships. And again, they can be done virtually and in person without the tracking. So if you've listened to all of this and you're sitting here going, but how in the world do I get clients? It's worked for me in the past, but maybe I'm not comfortable with it moving forward. How do I get clients who are on Facebook and I still want to get my information in front of them? I would say think about the long game here. It's not going to be quick and easy. Continue to post. Post a lot. Content. Just make We've talked to Dan from Dan's Pet Care about this. Gary V has a bunch of stuff about this. Just make content. Get in front of eyeballs. And that's really hard when the Facebook algorithm is basically in the toilet, as well as Instagram and most other platforms. But just make content. Post in local Facebook groups if they allow you to. Encourage your clients to share your content as well. You can't force them to do anything, but making content that is valuable to them, that offers pet care tips, that 
has is a funny meme that they want to share that is valuable pet care, pet owner information will help them to want to share your page. It, Like I said, it's going to be a slow build, but it's worth it. Yeah. The thing about those boosted ads or those promoted ads, all that is doing, it's jacking up the the share rate for that ad, for that post. You can get to that same level if you encourage your existing clients to share your post with their friends. It has the exact same effect because your content is still being shared. It's still being seen by multiple eyeballs. One just does tracking and the other one does not. We want to know how you view ethical marketing. What kind of practices do you implement? We would love to hear if you agree with us and especially if you disagree with us on this and how you choose to run your ads. It is your business. We have chosen not to run targeted ads any longer because of all the data tracking, but you may find that it's perfectly fine for you. And that's great. We want to know every side of this opinion because there are so many different businesses. Everyone is unique and everyone has a different opinion. So please let us know. We would be happy to have a discussion about this more and we would love your feedback. Absolutely. And you can send that to feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. Check us out on social media. Yeah. <laughs> and anywhere at Petsitter Confessional. Yeah. <laughs> Pet business coach Natasha O'Banion is back to answer another question this week. How do you handle first mover advantage? I am the only one in my market doing the services that I offer. How do I grow quickly before others start doing the same? Oh, I love this question. I had a client that we actually talked about this. So I put all the pressure on her. She's in Pennsylvania, like a really um, royal, royal environment. And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to get out of that territory so you don't have to be like like the go-to person like someone doesn't want to always be like the founder right. yeah. <laughs> so I was like do you want to not be like you know the person who sets the standard and she's like no I want to stay here and I'm going to do this this is so good I said so now the tone that you set in your community is going to be what it is so you can market to everyone and anyone that comes behind you I want you to be so far ahead that no nope, we already have our people Nope, we already got our people. We know who we're going to. Be so far ahead of your competition that whoever comes behind you, they already know who to go to. One thing I suggested too was do a block party. I'm like, introduce your business to the whole community because it was a very like small mom and pop town. And she's like, what should I do when my clients live so far apart or um, everybody knows each other? So I got to take over her Instagram handle for the day. And I think she had like 500, no, she had like 100 followers. And she's like, no, everybody's just like doing their own thing and they're in their own territory. I say, no, you need to talk to these people because these are your best affiliate. Because it's mom and pop, they all talk to each other. So I said, we're going to do a block party. We're going to get everybody on the block. They're going to bring their dogs. It's going to be epic. And so now every single year, she's the one that creates this party that everybody looks forward to. The town's talking about it. And guess what? Sorry, new dog walker, pet sitter. There's already this amazing person in town that's doing an amazing block party. And everybody knows about it. It happens every single year and everyone's excited about it. I'm sorry. That's already happening here. (laughs) So it was kind of cool. She really got the buzz happening in her town about it. Um, But yeah, you want to get yourself so far ahead of your competition. Also with that said too, is since you are the only one, don't be cheap on your pricing. You know, you're the only person there. So they don't have anyone else to go to. They don't have anyone to reference to. So make it worth your time 
to uh, make it make sense for you to be in that territory because those are hard areas. I remember when I started, there was like over 300 dog walkers in my community. Don't worry about who was before you or who's after you. If you start getting to that mindset, you're going to get yourself all shaken up. You are different. You offer something else. You have clients that prefer your style, your energy, your type of service. So don't worry. There's always someone available for the next person. Don't worry about who was there, who wasn't there. I'd be happy that someone came by me because I'm like, oh, I need to go on a vacation. Can you help me out? You know, I love to kind of lean on each other. So don't worry about the competition. We're all doing something different. Natasha offers pet business coaching, and if you would like to participate in that, you can go to her website, startscalesale.com, and use the code PSC20 for 15% off any of her coaching. We thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to listen to us. We really appreciate it. And if you feel like we've deserved it, please leave us a review on Apple, and we would love to hear any feedback that you guys have. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And we would like to thank Petzers Associates for sponsoring this episode, as well as our amazing patrons. 